Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful and grateful to you for your word. Please help us now as we study your word. And uh, Lord, help us to see that these things go together. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I think in my mind, as I read these verses, I'm very familiar with verse 1, and I'm very familiar with verse 2, but they almost seem like disjointed ideas, don't they? But they're not. They're not. So let's study this. I may sneeze somewhere along the way. Apparently I have allergies or something going, so if I stop, that's what's going on. Now, the first thing I want you to notice in verse 2 is a remarkable omission. Look at what it says. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Look at what's missing. It doesn't say this. Bear ye one another's burdens if they come. You know, there are uh, teachers, whether it's on television, whatever... And the idea is that when you get saved, if you have enough faith, you're never going to have any trouble again the rest of your life. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible. That is not scriptural. Trouble is universal. It's part of the human condition. Uh, here's, here's another false statement. False statement. The Lord will never put a burden on you that is greater than you can bear. That's a false statement. That is not true. The Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be, may be able to bear it. There won't be something that tempts you to sin that is so great that you have to sin. That's what that text says. It doesn't say life's not going to be too hard for you to bear. Have you ever gotten in a situation where you say, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. And because we hear false teaching, we get to the point where if I feel like this, boy, my faith must be weak. I must not be strong. It's me. There's something wrong with me. Well, there may be something wrong with you, but the simple fact is life is hard. All of us have burdens. It is a universal condition. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, how many of you would think the Apostle Paul, after he was saved as an apostle writing the Scriptures, how many of you would say that, that he would be a good picture of a strong believer? Amen? Well, let's see what the Apostle Paul said about this. 2 Corinthians 1, look at verse 8. For we, brethren, or for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our, what? Trouble, which came to us in Asia... That we were present, or that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Now, that's an amazing statement. It was so hard they wanted to die. Pressed out of measure. It, it was so hard they wanted to die. Look at verse 9. But. We have the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. 
So here's the deal. If they had decided to go ahead and die, God could have raised him from the dead, keep his work going. That's what it says. That's what it's talking about. Look at verse 10. Who delivered us from so great death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. Now look at verse 11. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Man, it was so... They despaired of life. And do we live? Do we go on? God can raise the dead. He took care of it. And it looks like in the text that they despaired of life because it looked like they were going to die anyway. And God delivered them. How many of you think that's trouble? That's trouble. So if the Apostle Paul and those working with him to establish churches and really get Christianity off the ground, if they're going to have trouble, what makes you think you're not going to have trouble? There's going to be trouble. Trouble is a part of our lives. Burdens are a part of our lives. So every person in this room has a burden to burden today. Now, children sometimes have burdens, sometimes they don't. But when you get to adulthood, there's pretty much a burden every day. And it might be the children. There's, there's, there's some kind of a burden that you have. Jake doesn't have any burden. Today's his birthday. He got his birthday presents. He's pumped. He's excited. There's no burdens there. We just try to make it a practice, though. We just spank our kids on every birthday just to keep them in line. So that'll give you a burden to think about today. All right? How many of you remember getting birthday spankings? Yeah. That's not good. So every person in this room has a burden today. And here's the thought. Boy, they could sure use your help. They could really use your help. You know that person that greeted you at the door and they said, and I don't know which guys were at the door, but whoever it was, they greeted you. You said to them, how are you today? And they said, I'm doing good. You know that that person shaking your hand had a burden? All of us have burdens. We have struggles. And we, we need help. We need help. Bear ye one another's burdens. The Christian life does not become trouble-free, but it's better because you have brothers and sisters in Christ to help you. Isn't it good when you're going through trouble and you realize, you know what, I'm not alone. You know, I've not had a whole lot of real trouble in my life, you know, when... But when our son Riley died, it shocked me um, how helpful it was to get a card from someone. Just a note, thinking about you, praying for you. It lifted, it lifted some of that weight right there just in that moment. You never know what a kind word or a genuine question of how you're doing. You know, there's a difference between how you doing. Okay, great. And really, how are you doing? What's going on? Life good? You need anything? Where the person genuinely cares. Every person in this room has trouble, but our trouble gets better when our brothers and sisters in Christ are around us. This verse, go back to Galatians 2, or Galatians 6.
this verse, verse 2, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. This is a very helpful verse because it gives us our marching orders. If I told everybody in here that they had to be a singer, you know, okay, Tori, you're singing what, what Frank just sang. You're singing it tonight. Look at her. She's shaking her head. Disobedient woman here in church. Can you believe this? That would be difficult, wouldn't it? What if I said, uh, what's your name? Anthony. What if I said, Anthony, the next Baptist History Conference, you're the speaker. <laughs> He's in. I can do it. Just give me the notes. You know, or what if the next time the air conditioner went out, furnace went out, Jimmy Smith said, Pastor, this one's on you. I'd get electrocuted or something, you know, blow the place up. I don't know how to do that stuff. It's, so whatever it is, you know, we're talking about there are some people that should not be teachers, you know, publicly. How many of you would agree with that? And there are some people that shouldn't be in the nursery Unless you want to torture them or something. Put them in there. Um, we're all gifted differently. But all of us can bear somebody's burden. This, you know, this is what we're supposed to do when we come to church. We're not here to get. We're here to give. And it's wonderful when we get. But we're here to serve and to love and to care for somebody else. I know there's somebody out there thinking, Pastor, this isn't the kind of preaching that I like. I want you to be mad at somebody. <laughs> Look, this is what the Christian life is about. The Christian life is about finding someone and helping them. It's about being with your brothers and sisters in Christ and bearing their burdens. Having someone to bear your burdens. Having someone to come alongside you. Man, it's awful when you're bearing a burden alone. You know, and it's funny. I, I was reading a commentary this morning. And some of these guys, they are so helpful. He said, burden. That word burden, it comes from the Greek. I think it's barsa, I think is the word that he had there. And that is a heavy load. Jacob said, thanks, Jada. Have you ever seen Jada, the, the cooking lady, does the show? She's, she's Captain Obvious. You know, she has an incredible grasp on the obvious. She'll be cooking something. And we're going to put some sugar in to add sweetness. <laughs> you know, oh, thanks, didn't know that. Oh, sweet. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. This burdens, nobody has to tell you what a burden is. You know what your burden is. The weight of a wayward child, the weight of a good child that you're trying to raise, the weight of, 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 of just relationships, the weight of the finances, the weight of, of just personal interactions, the weight of physical problems. All of those issues are here in this room right now. We all have burdens and they're very difficult to bear alone. But you're not alone. You have your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what the church is about. That's what we're here for. Look with me at uh, Job. Job. 14. Job 14, 1. 
Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Full of trouble. Now look, every day is not a bad day, but every day has trouble. And sometimes you get a day where it's just trouble after trouble after trouble. It's like this. Go to Job 5. This is a good description of it. Verse 6. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground. All right? So affliction doesn't come out of the dust. But... The idea of that is there's as much trouble as there is dust. You ever wonder where dust comes from? Some people say skin cells. Man, you'd have to have an elephant in the room to produce as much dust as there is around. It's interesting, isn't it? It's just, it's just there. Dust, it's just there. And trouble is just there. Look at the next verse. Verse 7, Yet a, a man is born unto trouble... As the sparks fly upward. We'll have a fire out at man camp and those sparks are going to go up. And just as sure as that, there's trouble. Every one of us has trouble in our lives. Jesus Christ didn't save us from trouble. He saved us from sin. There is trouble. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to bear someone else's trouble. Look, you might not be able to sing. You might not be able to play a musical instrument. You might not be able to do some of the things that other people can do. But can you bear someone else's burden? Can you help them? Can you love them? That's our marching orders. Uh, so what are we supposed to do with our burdens? So that's the, the groundwork is that omission. We are going to have trouble. We are going to have burdens. So what should we do with our burdens? Go with me to Psalm 55. Psalm 55. Look at verse 22. The Bible says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Isn't that a great verse? But we learn something from this verse. Look at what it says. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He will take it away. What's it say? He'll sustain you. He'll sustain you. And what was going on in the psalmist's life when he wrote this? Look at verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Just mourning, groaning. He has a burden. Look at verse 3. Because of the voice of the who? The enemy. Because of the oppression of the... Wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Can you imagine? You ever said, I wish I could... Just leave Calgon. Take me away. Just, just want to fly away. Just get me out of this, Lord. Look at the next verse. Lo, 
Then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I just, Dalt Robertson, I call him Dalt. I call him other things I can't say in church. Um, he, uh, he said, you know what I'd like to do? I'd just like to get an A-frame on the river and just forget about everything. That sounds like torture to me. I don't want an A-frame on the river. But he wants to be away. Just get away from the pressures of the ministry. Get away from the pressures of having your kids married off. Get away from all that pressure. Just go and sit by the... It reminds me of Elijah sitting under the gourd. Remember? It's just that same kind of thing. And all of us can get to the place where, I'm just going to go to the wilderness. Laura wants to go to the mountains. Go, let's go. Me, I just... It depends on the minute, you know, just today I want to go to, let's go to Paris. Let's go to New Mexico. Let's go to Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) But here, he's going to fly away and just be in the wilderness. But you know what happens when you're in the wilderness? All of a sudden there's no food. There's no shelter. There's nothing there. You're always going to have trouble. If you have trouble in this marriage, you'll have trouble in the next marriage. If you have trouble at this church, you'll have trouble at the next church. If you have trouble at this job, you'll have trouble at the next job. Do you know why? Because wherever you go, there's trouble. And in some cases, you're bringing it with you. There's trouble. What are we supposed to do with our trouble? Cast it on the Lord. Cast it on the Lord. Give it to Him. And He will not remove all the trouble from your life. He'll sustain you in it. Have you ever been carrying something heavy? And somebody came along and said, hey, let me help you with that. And all of a sudden, it's, it's lighter. And that person helping you, it feels like more than them carrying half of it. Isn't that right? I was listening to James Knox on this. He pointed the piano. And he said, let's say we're going to move this piano. And, and you know, I, I would move it myself, but that would ruin the illustration. But let's say that... That's what Knox said. It was pretty funny. Um... But if we got all of you men, 15, 20 of you guys around this, it would be nothing. Literally. It it would be so easy for us to move this. Does this weigh any different? No. Would the distance it was being moved be any different? No. The only difference is you'd have people helping you. And that's the way it is with your burdens. You're not supposed to bear your burdens alone. But we are so... Um, reticent to share our troubles with somebody else. You know why? You know what the reason for that is? Who could tell me what the reason for that is? Pride. Pride. Now, some people don't have any pride. They'll tell you every problem they've got. Have you ever asked somebody how you're doing and you just wished so bad you had never asked that question? (laughs) You know? Here, let me show you my scar. Um, (laughs) Where's Bob? Bob, do you ever get that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bob Curlis from Medicine Shop, you know. Go shop at Medicine Shop. Bob Curlis. Um, now back to our regular program. It, uh, it is so funny. And here's the deal. When, when you meet somebody like that and you start feeling that way, then you feel bad because you're supposed to want to bear their burdens. You ever been there? You know what I'm talking about? You have this guilt feeling. Don't worry about it. They're, they're weird. They're going to bother you anyway. But here's the deal. All of us, somebody's writing that in their Bible. Don't worry about these people. They're going to bother you anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Luke, did you write that down? <laughs> no. That was you. Oh, man. It, it is so true, though, that it is our pride that keeps us. And, you know, I'll watch people, and I wish that I was able to hear. I really do. I wish that I was able to hear all of your problems every Sunday. We'd be, how long would we be here for that? We're all supposed to be doing that. But it's interesting. I can watch somebody. I can tell they're, that there's something going on in their life. And you watch them. They just bolt after the service. And they're bare. Now, if you see somebody bolting after the service, that doesn't mean they have a burden they don't want to tell you about. You know, they might have a roast in the oven or something. But, but you guys know what I'm talking about? And they leave and they've left the hospital. They've left the place to get their burden helped. Uh, we need to, to share one another. But here's the deal. You've got to establish relationships if that's going to happen. I went to that church and nobody even talked to me. You came late and left early. What, are we supposed to tackle you in the hall? But you've got to establish relationships with people before they're going to give you their burdens or before you're able to give them yours. So what are we supposed to do with our burdens? We're supposed to cast them on the Lord. But then look at 1 Peter 5, 7. Familiar verse again. But it's amazing what context does to our teaching. 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Isn't that a great verse? I Man, I love that verse. I'm not tricking you. I really do love that verse. But look at the verse that's before it. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. When we said a minute ago, what is, what is the reason that we don't tell people our problems? It's pride. What, you know, the, you, you've all heard the story. It's a guy, he, the, the flood has come, and he's on top of his house, and he's praying, God, I need you to save me. Save me, God. And this boat comes by, and they said, Mister, here, let me help you. And they said, no, no, I prayed God's going to take care of this. All right. Next thing you know, this helicopter comes, and they say, Sir, sir, we've got to get you off this roof. The flood is coming. And he said, no, no, I prayed God's going to deliver me. Said, okay, fly away. The flood comes up. This guy dies. Goes to heaven and looks at God and says, Lord, I prayed. Why didn't you answer my prayer? I sent you a boat and I sent you a helicopter. What more do you want? The Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. How do you cast your care on him? Well, you cast it on him in prayer, but you also do it by telling your brothers and sisters in Christ about it. He has provided something for you. It's called the church to help you bear one another's burdens. Why is this so important? Look at the next verse. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want you to think about something. You impressed? Got to be careful I don't rip this jacket. I know, fat man in a little coat. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Now I'm walking through the jungle, and there's a lion that's hunting me. 
What am I going to do? Hit him with a piano bench? I'm in trouble. Would you agree with that? I've got this burden. I've got this burden. And I'm trying to be vigilant and sober. Now, what if I have somebody that's alongside me that's helping me carry this burden? And then I've got somebody else with a gun coming alongside. That'd be Laura. (laughs) Right? Do you see the difference? Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. But it's humility. No, no, I got this. I got this. I can handle this. I got it. No, it's I'm humble. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may lift you up in due time. And then you cast your care on him and the church, his body that he's provided for you. And then you are able to be sober and vigilant because you still have an adversary. And now you're in the right place to be defended against the adversary. Because what's the adversary want to do? Look at verse 8 again. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may what? Devour. Man, one of the ways that the enemy, and that's what the psalmist was talking about, the enemy, the wicked, wicked people, the way, one of the ways that Satan attacks Christians is just the weight of life. But if you have someone to help you, it's so much better. So what do we do with our burdens? We take them to the Lord. Look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Look at verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Okay, so now, based on what we've already learned, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, who is that? What's that? Everybody. Somebody said me. That's true. It's, it's me. It's everybody. All right. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. When I think of rest, I don't think of taking up a yoke. that interesting? Look at the next verse. Take my yoke upon you. Now, for you kids, this isn't an egg. All right? This is the apparatus that would go on to uh, oxen or whatever. And you've seen it. It's like a bar, and it has a loop underneath it that goes around the, the neck of the animal so it can be turned or so that it can work together. Um, is when you think of a yoke, do you think of a single yoke? No, it's to yoke several animals together. And that's what Jesus Christ has done in the church. Look at what it says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why? You see, when you get saved, you're baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Is that right? And then God commands you to be baptized into a local church. And in that local church, that's when you function in Christ's body. Your yoke is not easy and your your burden is not light when you're outside of what Christ has for you. 
You're bearing it all by yourself. You're carrying it all by yourself when you're in God's will and participating in God's plan. Then there's somebody alongside you to help, to make it easier, to make it lighter. It's awesome. His burden is light. So that's what we're supposed to do with our burdens. But what about somebody else's burdens? Isn't that the whole point of the text? Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So what are you supposed to do with someone else's burdens? Well, we need, this, this would be a good time to talk about politics. All right? How many of you think that was a non sequitur? Um, this is a... But Jacob, that means it doesn't come after. Okay. Um, basically, right now, we have two parties running. you got the one party that says, I want you to do this for me. Right? got another party that says, I'm tired of doing for you. I don't want to do for you anymore. Isn't that basically where we are? I know that's oversimplified, but that's basically where it is. Why is that? Because we're people. You're going to have mooches and you're going to have selfish people. That's the human condition. It's always been that way. And the best societies are those who have made the mooches feel really bad. And they have made the selfish people feel really bad. And the idea is that you're responsible for yourself and your neighbor. But when the neighbor starts to being getting used to somebody else taking care of them, that's a problem. Now, is that a pretty fair... Uh, encapsulation of the issue. But that's not the church. That's not the church. Now again, one of the, one of the, time, one of the issues that everybody gets messed up on is they try and take their theology and apply it to their politics. And our theology is for saved people. Right? And so you wonder... Why these people are acting like animals, they're lost. They're not saved. They're living just exactly the way that people do when they get away from any type of morality, anything that's right. But what about in the church? In the church, we're supposed to love each other. Uh, can I, I, I think one of the best passages of Scripture I've found on this is in Job. Go back to the book of Job. Job, the oldest book in the Bible... And it's still true. Job 26. Look at verse 1. But Job answered and said, and these are some questions that we could answer, How hast thou helped him that is without power. So when's the last time you helped someone that was without power? And I don't mean when the power went out during the storm a while back. And of course, that's part of it. But you understand that God has gifted you and enabled you in a way that someone else is not gifted and enabled. Did you all, you all agree with that? When's the last time you helped someone that needed help? Then, how savest thou the arm that hath no strength? Have you ever worked yourself to where you just couldn't work anymore? And then somebody came along and helped you? When's the last time you were the one to do that help? I remember what, I was building my deck and, uh, man, doing these big beams and digging these holes. And it was hard work. 
I was out there by myself, and Matt Clayton came by. Where's Matt? Matt's here somewhere. Where you at? There you are. There you are. And Matt came by and just worked like a dog out there helping me. Uh, Josh Divens came out and helped me and did work. It, it's, it's just amazing when you've got a hard job to do and somebody shows up, what that does for you. It's just amazing what that does for you. Then look at verse 3. How hast thou counseled him that hath no wisdom? You understand the world doesn't have any wisdom. You understand that, right? Do we as believers have the wisdom of God? We have the mind of Christ. When's the last time you shared that counsel with someone who needed it? Not with that liberal that hates us, but with that person who genuinely needs help. You're saying liberals don't need help? Well, they really do. But we're not talking about arguing and debate. That doesn't get you anywhere. I'm talking about sharing counsel with a brother or sister who really needs it. When's the last time you've done that? Then look at the next verse, or the next part of it. Verse 3 again. How hast thou counseled him that hath no wisdom? And how hast thou plentifully declared the thing? Look at these three words. As it is. Let me tell you like it is. Let me tell you what's going on here. Here's the problem. Let me tell you what it is. So this is, notice, some people love to do the telling what it is. But the idea of jumping in there and actually doing the work and helping and caring, they're not going to do that. That's not the picture that's painted here. It's the person that wants to help the person that's weak and then wants to teach them how to make sure this doesn't happen again. That's the idea. So how are we supposed to bear one another's burdens? You've got to be in their life. They've got to know that you care. You've got to have some wisdom. You've got to have some strength. And you've got to look outside of yourself. So where does this come from? Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. Remember what our verse said? Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill what? The law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, Matthew chapter 22, look at verse 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. All right. Here's where, this is where we really, the rubber meets the road. Those of us who have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we've placed our faith and trust in Christ alone for our eternal life. We try to live a godly and holy life. We try to live a separated life. We give to the Lord's work. We're, we're, we've, we're checking off all the boxes. That's the first one. The second one, loving your neighbor as yourself. Brother Dalton did a good job talking about that. You know, people talk about that you shouldn't love yourself. Well, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself, as yourself. The people that hate themselves, they're the ones that are mutilating themselves and doing all of those things. That's, that's not scriptural. Amen? It's not scriptural. Uh, but what we're supposed to do 
supposed to love the Lord our God with everything we have. And what that will lead us to do is love our neighbor as ourselves. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to bear one another's burdens. I want you to leave Grace Baptist Church this morning less burdened. Not more burdened. Less burdened. The other thing is this. So number one, here's what I want you to leave with. Number one, I want you to feel that your load's a little lighter. And number two, I want you to make somebody's load a little lighter. Amen? You know, we'll announce a a special series or a special service. And here's what people think. Well, that's not for me. Let's say we did a thing on parenting. Well, there might be some of you here that your kids are grown or whatever. Well, I don't need that. Well, do you think maybe somebody else in the room needs you? And so that's the idea. It's that we come to church, thankfully, to be fed, but also to love somebody else and to interact in the body. And you ready for this? It's okay to call somebody from church and talk to them other than on Sunday. Did you know that's okay? It's all right to do that. How many of you have ever done this? You see somebody at church and you think, man, they were going through it. I meant to call them. Have you ever done that? Well, you can still call them. It's okay. Let's, let's lift each other's burdens. Those of you who don't know people here, you need to get to know people here because these are the best people I know. They'll help you with anything. They'll do anything for you. They will love you. But people around here, they're not the kind that are going to come and seek you out to help you. Amen? It's the way it is. Now, some of us need to do a little better of seeking out someone to help. How many of you think that's something the Grace Baptist Church could improve on? Yeah. Actively involved in other people's lives. Now, as I say that, I know there are some of you, you can't wait to get involved in somebody's life. I've been wanting to tell her this for years. (laughs) That's not, that's just not what we're talking about. I can help you raise those kids. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you see the balance that you have to have? You've got to love the Lord. You've got to have the right heart. You've got to have the right spirit. But I've got to tell you, when somebody wants to help you, I can't believe he thinks I need help. Yeah, because you've got it all covered. When somebody wants to help you, take it the way that it's being given. They just love you. They want to help you. They're trying to help you bear their burdens. But remember, when you're trying to help bear someone's burden, don't add burden on them. The way that you approach it, the way that you discuss it, the, the way that it's done, it's so, it's so important. It's just so important. There's pride on both sides. There's pride not wanting help. There's pride in saying, I'm the one to help. And there's pride all through this thing. And yet we're still supposed to bear one another's burdens. So approach the person in humility and receive the approach in humility. And you know what's going to happen? Then the Lord's going to lift you up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for telling us how to live.